Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. My name is Romy J and I'm your host and in this podcast we chat about everything. My goal with this podcast is to leave no topic in the dance world not spoken about. The Hardcore Podcast is a safe and honest space to have these conversations with professionals and pre-professionals in the industry. To stay up to date with all the latest Hardcore Podcast information and news, please head over to our Instagram which is at the underscore hardcore h-a-r-d-c-o-r-p-s underscore podcast everything's going to be posted there from guests to news to anything and without further ado let's get on to the episode hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined with Amanda Beasley. Hi, Amanda. Hello, Angel. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So um, happy to be on here today. I'm so excited to talk to you. I so love excited. love watching you on TikTok. Um, I love and... watching you. Stop. <laughs> Don't gas me up. Um, We're some little... people I'm sure will follow you because you're like kind of like a you're like ballet core queen um ballet core queen, ballet core queen. <laughs> oh, um, and but I'm just excited to talk to you because I just think you've got a great vibe and I'm excited to hear more about your life and your journey in ballet and everything but oh, you're so sweet thank you so much for okay. having me on your gorgeous okay. podcast it's okay girl um, boss my girl gate, boss. gaslight <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly um let's go into the quick fire round so the listeners can get to know you a bit better so these are fun funky questions um so where are you currently this can be however you want to take it i'm currently in los angeles california Sorry. it's very sunny out today oh. so yeah Lovely. on my day off today so i'm very happy to just be chilling that's going to be me tomorrow I had teaching get cancelled because I mean there's protests going on but other than that yeah teaching's been cancelled and I get oh, a day off we love a day off doesn't love a day off. so like I haven't had a day off in too many weeks so what are you gonna do while you do your day off that's a good question I haven't thought about it yet I'm gonna get a matcha <laughs> I will get matcha I might even get croissant that sounds delicious yeah I might make a TikTok. <laughs> Maybe make a little TikTok. But I love making little TikToks. I know, I do too. It's, it's like so ironic, such but a it's fun. so fun. It's so fun until people start hating on you. <laughs> so, oh, see the haters? Haters trolls. back off. Haters back off. Haters back off. But also, yeah. every hater is also a fan. So that's the way I think it's, about it. It's true. It's very true. You can't. What can you do? You can only you be yourself. Do anything about it. Yeah. Exactly. Second question is: What is your least favorite ballet step? Okay, I hate brise. I don't know about you, but I do not like brise. Like the way your yeah. like thighs have to match together does not very not good. Not a good vibe. No. See, I find brise interesting because I think. I don't know if you've done like, well, I've done two types in different scenarios. I don't mind brises when you go like you like la- you can land in fourth, but I don't right. like the fifth to fifth ones. They're harder. 
yeah the fifth to fifth is not my it's, type of vibe it's like not, i is enjoyable they don't like really do the mm-hmm. they don't really do brise to fourth often i mean at least here in america but yeah um interesting yeah do not like those <laughs> at all and... but i do you love adagio which is very controversial it is controversial because i do not like it yeah <laughs> but i do know you i i feel like i could actually could have guessed that because i just feel like i always see you in a nice little dev alice a little dev yeah and i'm like course. as you should if you can dev dev yes. like that's, yeah if, you know, I, if you that's can do something something do i'm good it. at as yeah exactly can. Yeah. That's the beauty of um, it all, you know? Exactly. What is your least favorite ballet stuff over at it? I don't oh. even know about you. Probably. Uh, Give it to us. It's probably not a dev. It's probably, oh, you know. Okay. It's a ru- it's like a Russian-y step. And you go from, you have to like lean and you have an attitude fourth. And then you got to bring to second into arabesque. Oh, <laughs> Why am I doing I'm, it? I'm following I'm following where over it's like a fourth alisecon to arabesque. It's like a whole thing. Like here? it's kind of like a fight. Yeah, those kill me now. In point shoes, absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Because the thing is, like an alisecon just dev into second, I can kind of like get just get away with. I mean, it's not high, but like exactly. I can get away with like keeping it turned down, heel forward, kneels. You know, like a nice line. As soon as exactly. like that adds in. My hip gets stuck in the joint. I don't know why. <laughs> Just gets stuck there. It feels there. like it gets stuck. It, I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking. I don't go out. I don't ask questions. I just try. Um, and then it yeah, gets my hips. And it kind of just like, I have a, I do like really struggle with like the in, like with like foite movements. I don't know. Like my hips are just a bit tight. So like this I stuff. I feel that. You know, I feel that heavily. That's one of I my yeah but I'm actually I'm not the biggest hater like I really like a challenge so like I'll just keep trying and I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of dancers are like this but if I'm to choose one that's one of my very like my least faves you know like I will not do that because especially on point shoes you have to go <gasps> up onto point in second you, right know, and then and land you, I'm like why I know and you know like how it's meant to look like it's meant to be a beautiful controlled step but what it's not happening you go from like the little fondue attitude and the second then you like collapse before you've hit the arabesque or like you fall down and then you don't really get this lovely like exactly, spiral yeah. in the body like I'm, I'm doing one and it's like not working how I want it to work in the exactly. head so it's like oh, I get frustrated mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing this one step in Dracula where you it's with the left leg I don't like devotee the left leg as much as the right leg but you have to devil pay releve and then go down to a crossed bevel. Oh, interesting. It's really hard, actually. That would be hard. That sounds hard. It's, I mean, ballet's hard. I don't know what to say. So anymore. hard. I just, it's too hard. <laughs> I just struggle through it. And we sometimes just, I catch girl myself boss and, and I think, oh, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. But it's okay. Just here for the good vibes. We're just here for the vibes. Third question is, what is your favourite piece of choreography that you've either seen or learned? Okay, so 
I love Law by Adair Act 3. The shades, the lines, Mm -hmm. the technique that you have to have, the arabesque. It just looks so visually Mm -hmm. appealing. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. Um, I do love Serenade too, but I think right now I just love a good line. Mm-hmm. I love the nice shape. I love how they're all in white tutus. Yeah. I love the vibe. Stunning. I, I really want to see the Bayadir live. I've never seen it. I've seen little clips on I need to see it. I've seen little clips on YouTube of Paris Hopper like going down the staircase. And I've it's done so hard to temple dance from the Bayadir. Like I've done that okay. section. That was fun. But was also- it was the little jugs. We had little fans. Cute. It was kind of like little fanny things. But that was an interesting time in my life. So I don't reminisce too much. Don't like to spiral <laughs> back. I didn't go back. That was third year. That was grad year. We were not doing well. Um, but I did learn it. So that was kind of fun. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Love that. Yeah. I feel like I need to like... You know what? I, that was really reminds me. I feel like there's this. It'd be just so lovely to have that little cozy because we're in autumn at the moment, Anika. I don't know yes. if you guys are going into autumn. We are know. as well, kind of. Okay. But the weather is not autumn. Giving but autumn. It's autumn. Okay. Okay. Our weather's giving autumn, and I'm thinking like cozy nights with like watching cozy. the buy there on YouTube and a little hot chocolate. I might have to try loving that. it. Maybe I'll do that loving tomorrow. It. I wish. I wish I could do it with you. Oh, I'm a girl tonight. please I will be living through that okay um yeah I need to watch the video that's okay that's on my my watch list lovely definitely I love that serenade's also a strong one um I need to see that live one day hasn't happened yet yeah but is it it doesn't play in the UK really no I think I'm gonna have to see I don't know what I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to do something watch YouTube I'm gonna have to just live through the internet it's fine Okay, um, we all do. Anyway, I'm chronically <laughs> online anyway. Um, fourth question, which is, what is your favorite piece of dancewear that you own? Ooh, this is a good question. I'm excited to know. I want to know. I love my vintage dancewear. I think that's yes. probably like I have a lot of Bodil Ballet. I feel like those are in the top ranks mm-hmm. of dancewear. Bodil Ballet, Eleve, Yumiko. Mm-hmm. Those are my rotation of leotards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my favorite leotard right now is it's a vintage dance skin. Oh, yes, I know the vin- I know what and you mean. The cut is just perfect. I'm very into like just the shape, what looks good on my body and like what mm-hmm. go- looks good on others too. So mm-hmm. love a vintage. There's some good places in LA that you can go find them so lovely yeah that's but I love that. also uni I love a little unitard too oh I do Vintage love a little good unitard from the 90s mm. Mm. So good. I eat that up um, I eat that up as well literally so good. I love a good unitard um yeah oh my god yes I yeah firmly I just agree. got a white one so oh. I'm so excited that would I be know, it's a little bit see-through, but we'll make it work. I think you'll be able to make it work. We'll make it work. You will. You'll be fine. Um, and last question of the quick fire round is what is your favorite food? 
This is a very hard question because I am a Taurus and I know you are as well. That's my weird, weird earth science. I love to eat and I feel like it's very controversial on my page on TikTok right now that um, um, my eating, but um, I love pasta. I love a vodka pasta. Yummy, yummy, I, yummy. It's the best. I love that. Um, I love sandwiches. I don't know. Oh, There's so much. Sandwich. I love every, I love a lot of things. And I think the rotations should. are like pasta, sandwiches, pizza. As you should. The list goes on. I feel like it's hard to just choose one. You know? It is hard to choose one. I and don't even. just choose the rainbow. Exactly. There's so much to choose from. Like why pick one? Um, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Lovely. Yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. So I'm going to make a little butternut squash. Actually, not butternut squash. Scratch that. I'm making a spaghetti oh. squash meal tonight with my friends. I'm so Lovely. excited. That sounds delicious. Yeah, so I've been trying to eat very, eat the vegetables of the autumn season. As you should. It's butternut squash season. You need to get, get that orange. So in. good. So good. I need to. I haven't had a squash yet. I need to get one. Make some butternut squash soup. Yeah, I will. I got I got a hand blender recently, and I can't wait. I'm in my soup season. I'm very excited. She's in her soup girl era. Maybe I'll make a TikTok. (laughs) Tag me. I will. (laughs) I will repost. Amanda. (laughs) Okay. Let's. So, what the people have come to this episode for is to hear about you and your ballet training. Let's get into that. Let's talk about okay. what your journey into ballet looked like. Um, what you know, at what point did you start decide you want to go down the professional training route, and some of the challenges that you experienced, and looking back, like how essentially you like maybe would go through that now, or advice to young dancers who are like experiencing similar things. Amazing. All right. So starting from the top, I started dancing at two years old as a, at a little oh ballet, ballet and tap like combo yeah. class, of course. And then I did cheerleading for a while. I quit ballet, did some cheerleading. I was a little oh. flyer. And <laughs> then my sister was born and then I took some years off from that. And then I started ballet again at this little I danced in a woman's home it was like in her like living room situation and we did RAD mm-hmm. so that was very fun I, it was very just like the same combinations mm-hmm. every single time and then I did Clara in her nutcracker and then there's this ballet school, Ballet Arizona. And I was like, I want to like move over there eventually. So I auditioned for the Nutcracker. And I was doing the two Nutcrackers at once. Wow. And I didn't tell my home ballet teacher. I was like, she doesn't need to know. <laughs> so I didn't tell That's her. Awesome. And then I just like slowly transferred over to Ballet Arizona. And they're just very like typical classical. They do a lot of like Balanchine rep there. So I was in the school there. And transitioning from RAD to just normal ballet was so hard. I didn't know combinations. I was like all over the place. Mm -hmm. But then I eventually went to Master Ballet Academy. So I was there for many years. And then that was a very intense Bagana training, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. 
Um, but a lot of my foundation was built there. So I'm grateful for it. And then I went to Forest Academy of Ballet, which is um, Erin Forrest, who was the teacher at Ellison Ballet, opened her own school. She's an incredible teacher, like amazing Vaganova technique. Like I would not be the same dancer without her. We'd have like three hour bars oh my God. and just like very intense training, ribbons on our flat shoes. Mm-hmm. It was the whole thing. So very grateful for that. And when I moved to New York, it was just like, very very intense was not ready to move away I was 16 or 17 at the time Mm -hmm. and it was a lot I lived in um, a convent when I first got there it was a lot to like just transfer over into like living on your own at such a young age and stuff so yeah I can imagine my god like yeah she's gone from LA to Arizona to New York yeah in like that chunk of time yeah from Arizona I lived oh, in Arizona I grew up yeah I grew up in Arizona oh first. you oh okay yeah right. so I'm from Arizona I should have mentioned that that's okay for some reason I thought you were from LA this is my that's on me <laughs> no don't okay so you sorry. okay okay grew okay, up that's... in Arizona mm-hmm. and then moved to New York that's still a big change when I was 16 yeah so from my sweet little suburban life, driving a car, having to like take the subway every day and mm-hmm. deal with crazies on the street. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it for the world. It was like the best experience. And I'm so grateful to like my parents for like supporting me during that mm-hmm. because I know a lot of dancers don't have that. And so I'm very grateful for that too. Yeah. No, that's but, so good. Like, did you enjoy... So you enjoy living in York and it was lovely. Yeah. It was very lovely. I loved it. Um it was definitely challenging though mm-hmm. with like the rigorous schedule because you had to walk. I feel like driving in a car, I think London is kind of similar. I feel like you train places and there you just had to walk, take the train instead of just like sitting in your car. Like now I just hit my car <laughs> driveway. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot on your body walking all the time, plus dancing seven yeah. hours a day. So I can imagine. And how long were you there for? So for three years. Okay. About three years. Okay. So that's like equivalent Maybe. for us, like three years of like our upper school training. And then is that where you graduated from? I did. Okay. Yes. I graduated there when I was 19. Mm-hmm. So that was a great. I, I wouldn't change it for the world it's great that's really good that's really good um moving into kind of like that I don't know is there anything when you look back on your time because you were living away from home if I'm correct mm-hmm. um and those years of like 16 to 19 give or take um you know very formidable years of your life um was there anything that you remember that was like quite difficult other than, you know, the transportation, you know, the fact that you had to walk and you're now living in a huge, like the city that never sleeps. Exactly. You yeah. Know, your brain is constantly switched on. 
regardless of doing seven hours of classes a day it's exhausting just probably living in the capital city and I feel that as someone that lives in London like I understand Mm -hmm. that you know busy life um right obviously you know you're very young at that you know 16 to 19 is also very young I think the main thing that kind of switched when I got there is I needed to find a way to recoup at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. rejuvenate my body and I think and also my mind as well like it was super hard because you were on constantly is such a big change so I feel like I the main thing that I did was just start meditating and listening to affirmations. I remember I had Apple Music at the time and there's this one affirmations, it's about 20 minutes. I would listen to it probably three times a day because it was the only thing to get me through the day. And it was like, I am grateful for the beautiful life that I lived. And I had no friends at the time because you're just moving to a brand new place and you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to make friends because girls in ballet school are not the nicest (laughs) but also I made some of like my best friends ever so it's it's just hard too because Mm. you're like who are these people like you don't know Mm. you don't know who people are no you don't so it's scary to trust yeah so that was the main thing I did is just start listening to affirmations meditating and just really learning to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and self-care taking a bath I mean I didn't have a bath at the convent so I was like just sitting in my little sink in in my sink um icing my feet Mm -hmm. but just really learning to love to be alone too Mm -hmm. and to prioritize my alone time and now I'm grateful for my alone time too yeah just resetting absolutely I'm 100% on you on that one absolutely um let's go into... hopefully that was a good answer for you absolutely absolutely I mean okay. that's that's perfect I don't think I, I think... Like got nervous I was like no, I, nervous. <laughs> I think I'm we don't <laughs> I don't think people spend enough time alone I mean maybe I'm wrong but like I just feel like I think we have a need I mean like when I mean alone I mean like really alone with our thoughts like we like to distract ourselves we Mm -hmm. like to not sit with ourselves at least that's what I I don't know I mean I'm I'm very I'm generally speaking but I think from a like generational aspect um I don't know we're also always joke about like ha 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 can't spend time with my own thoughts ha 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 like he 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 <laughs> mental health <laughs> but like also like we need to like we also need to learn how to sit exactly. with our own thoughts because like we are our own, like we are out you know um exactly and I, think, I keep saying exactly too <laughs> exactly well at least we're on the same page that's good um mm-hmm. but definitely I think it, you know young dancers listen I think if they can kind of you know understand that that's also okay because I think then there's this other thing that like you when you're young you have to be always out you always have to be socializing you always have to be like yeah doing as much as you can because like that's the normal that's the expectation but also like mm-hmm. you need to recharge and you can recharge that way but not all the time like 
you have to also mm-hmm. understand your own boundaries and learn when to say no and this is all the sort of stuff that you learn to navigate once you've like moved away from home and then you have to start you, right you know exactly what you were saying now as an adult I find myself saying no to a lot of plans and mm-hmm. I'd rather just be alone a lot of the time but I love my friends I love to do things and mm-hmm. be socializing but also the alone time is very healing mm-hmm. and nurturing to my soul so it's very yeah. needed yeah after long days dancing and working and being on mm-hmm. our toes and all that our tippy toes always on the toes. <laughs> no, I literally, I, I really feel you on that one. Um, going on to transitioning to like life as a professional and your journey, like going into the professional world, how did that work after you graduated for you? Okay. So here's when it gets interesting. <laughs> Let's See? go. I haven't got any Let's tea, just do but... that <laughs> Um, so I graduated from that school and I was going to go to Los Angeles ballet as a trainee. And then I decided otherwise, cause I was like, this is not the right fit for me at the right time. Cause I was a chaperone there for their summer intensive. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go here. So I didn't decide, or I decided not to go there. Mm-hmm. And I went to state street ballet, which is in Santa Barbara Mm-hmm. and I was a trainee there it was a really great experience everyone was super nice it was very chill but I also tore my tendon there in my ankle so I was oh. right as I was trying to enter my professional career I'm like okay in a boot this is lovely this is great mm-hmm. um And then I got to do Nutcracker with them once I healed up, Mm -hmm. did Coppelia, and a few few other ballets as well. So that was a really great experience there. It was very, just like wholesome company. I feel like they're just very like solid. Um, And then I went, COVID happened, the world shut down. Okay, so this is just before COVID. Yeah, this was like 2019. Okay. And then I got a contract in South Carolina at Columbia Classical Ballet, which I've never been to the South ever. West Coast girl and mm-hmm. East Coast. Like, I guess that's, I feel like it's East Coast actually. But so I went there, drove with my mom and sister all the way from Arizona to South Carolina thinking, I'm like, this is it. I'm going to stay there like my whole career, be this great dancer move up the ranks Mm -hmm. you know um and I get there I'm like okay this is this is okay I'm like I'm not really also mind you it's like COVID we were all masked up dancing so it was also hard to make friends Mm -hmm. and because we were all covered and I feel like that was a big like yeah the rules you can't really socialize either um so after six months after the season was like almost finished I decided to leave because it was just not great for my mental health Mm -hmm. and I think that was for the best I went home and then decided to move to LA 
And so I moved to LA. I started doing some freelance work with a few choreographers, which was great. And then I got a contract with American Contemporary Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You only have to say I, what I don't you're comfortable talk, saying. I don't, like, you don't need I'm, to I'm say trying to, anything. Like, I, I don't want to like... I don't want to talk too much shit you know no, we're not here to talk it's shit. hard with the pod it's hard with the podcast too because I also have a podcast and it's hard mm-hmm. because maybe don't put this in but um you're like oh what do I say without sounding like controversial and like literally putting your name on a blacklist basically so it's like hard you're like what do I say mm-hmm. you only have to so. say what you're comfortable saying like what you so feel ask like me is- a question about Okay, so like ask me a few questions because you I feel like you know what you're doing. Okay, so you got a job at LA Contemporary Ballet? American Contemporary Ballet. Okay. Same. So you got a contract at American Contemporary Ballet. What was exactly so bearing like I, you know, it's post-COVID-ish. I don't know what the rules were like in this in a like LA or like how loose or unloose or Mm -hmm. I know that affects things and I know that arts in general like is really I don't know I mean I know it's funded differently over there but I know that post-COVID a lot of companies were struggling um so gonna keep that in mind um but what was your experience there how long how long were you there for um I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail, but kind of, because I know you're not there anymore. So essentially, like, mm-hmm. would be, like, kind of, like, briefly, what was that experience like for you? Um, So I got a contract there, and I was so excited because I was like, this company looks like such a vibe. I love the aesthetic of it. <laughs> And I just really loved his ideas and choreography. Mm-hmm. And also coming from doing fully Baganova dancing mm-hmm. and classical dancing, going into complete Balanchine was completely Oh, it's complete Balanchine. Different. Yeah. It's Very almost nice. like his own version of Balanchine. So I kind of became a Balanchine Trina. Okay. <laughs> when I, because he would require point shoes at the bar which was a big struggle for me mm-hmm. going into it because I was like oh we wear our point shoes from 11 to 7 every day yeah. that's a lot like we that's don't even intense. get like to warm up our feet Were at you... the bar like do some articulation mm-hmm. do they pay for your point shoes did you get like enough point shoes to cover that um was it like hard no no okay it was like it was kind of like one shoe they would pay for like one shoe basically okay so that's when like the math yeah is it the math is not mathing it's the math is not mathing we're giving we're giving poor we're giving okay we're giving poor um (laughs) giving poor girl aesthetic but poor girl aesthetic so we would do point shoes at the bar that was really intense and just getting all the arm placement like Mm -hmm. having our elbow be like out from our shoulder and Mm -hmm. carrying your like not looking 
side when you do tendus. Okay. Just stuff like that was hard to adjust. And I love a challenge. Okay. I love pushing myself. So it was like fun. I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, we did not plie with our heels down. So that was one thing we would like kind of roll through and do like, uh-huh. I'm like doing it with my arms for, for Romy here. The viewers can't see, but our listeners can't see, but um, yeah, it was just a big difference from what yep. I was used to, but I feel like it gave me also a sense of lightness in my dancing that I didn't have before. Because if you compare like the Ganova versus like Balanchine, there's so many like pros and cons mm-hmm. to them. And I love the Ganova, but I also love Balanchine, like certain aspects of of it both. So yeah. Yeah. But that's good. Like, but that's something that's you know, obviously a great experience in having in working in different companies that as essentially like have a different style. Because sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you might grow up in training thinking you're going to go into like a Vaganova company or just like a like a quite classical classical ballet royal ballet type of um, yeah, like very yeah, like European classical. Um, but it's like, but that's also like I think it's so cool because there is just so many ways. Although ballet is a universal language, there's Exactly. So yeah. many kind of really intricate, nuanced things that different companies or directors or choreographers or even dancers do or like or prefer or like I just find yeah, it so fascinating. So in ballet, I feel like you really have to adjust your mm-hmm. environment and just recognize what's around you and kind of just adapt to it. Yeah. And that's a good thing, but also it's a bad thing. Like you don't wanna like, why are you Changing having to adapt to yeah. this? I think that's, yeah. So. And that's when it, I think there, the, there's like this line that gets blurred of like experiencing difference, but then also mm-hmm. like feeling the need to fully change yourself in order to feel accepted, to fit right. in, to be acknowledged, to be recognized. Right. Because like that's the environment that you're in where you feel like you have to you're like why do we have to put up with this like do I have to change myself to be casted um or do I have to only be this type of dancer or dance this specific way just to be like acknowledged wanted yeah or even just yeah exactly I think that's really challenging about the dance world is these people expect so much from you to be this certain person mm-hmm. when every every dancer is different and brings something beautiful to the table and you have to learn to like accept and respect people for who they who they are as a dancer so exactly. yeah respect respect was not there okay. I feel like and I feel like it's very common and the ballet world and ballet companies and ballet school you're just expected of things and then you don't get treated like a normal actual human being yeah you know Mm -hmm. human respect for sure that's and that's like a big it's a big problem that like the industry as a whole 
faces adults are still being treated like children like mm-hmm. baffle, baffling baffling stories no, literally baffling like li- yeah um yeah there was one story yeah. i'll share um about just in general as in a ballet company this happened to me but i had i got casted in nutcracker as like snow spanish core mm-hmm. flowers core i was happy for it mm-hmm. and then there's this doll um the they don't have a party one. scene oh yeah the doll scene mm-hmm. anyways they don't have an act one in this ballet so whoever it may be gets casted as this doll normally apprentices or people lower down in the company um get casted as it and I was casted as I was kind of excited I was like I love this I get to be a little robot doll and I'm good at doing the robot so I was like this is lit 30 minutes before the show the director comes up to me and is like my whole family mind you is there my family my my roommates my friends are there and I'm like oh I'm so excited they get to see me dance and casted in the show tonight I think it was like 30, 20 minutes before the show was starting. He's like, you're doing doll. And I was like, I started bawling my eyes out, which very unprofessional of me to do. But I was, I was not okay. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Does that mean you were taken and, out of everything else? Yeah. So, which was interesting okay. because interesting. you couldn't do. So you couldn't do doll other. on top of them. It was like you were either doll right. or you were in the because technically you had to do food service which was during after the little divertisements you come out with like ice cream or like marzipan or something and you just kind of trot out it was you're in parallel and you trot out like this with straight legs and you go up into the aisles and you give people the ice cream this was a low point in my career, for sure. I was just, I couldn't after this. And I was like, all right, this is great. <laughs> this is just great. I love it here. I love it here. I'm a professional Just dancer. playing server girl. <laughs> just giving me server girl. But... So that was quite interesting experience. And then my roommate I remember I was like walking out giving her the ice cream I was just like dead face and I feel bad because they spent a bunch of money buying the tickets whatever you know just a low point in your career because you know ballet is often very humiliating Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had experiences like that where you just feel like humiliated you're like I'm don't deserve this at all and I know that and I'm better than that mm-hmm. it's but... so frustrating yeah like, and I feel okay. like it just happens way my too personal much my career love it <laughs> and I'm trying so hard to please this director and PA with my heels up and go fast with my movement mm-hmm <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing. Like we literally are out here putting our heart and soul into things, and and we love it, and we want it so badly. Yeah, and that's like 
but I think pe- people might like they know this. But what I don't understand is that a lot of these people in positions of power have been in these situations, and I don't understand why there is it still this continuing. like game. It's like a game of catch, catch the little yeah. toy, dangle, dangle, it's dangle, almost, catch it. It's almost manipulation. Oh, I mean, is, technically, it is. It is manipulation. <laughs> it is. Which is just lovely because I feel like as female dancers, we have it a lot harder. I'm not saying male dancers do not work hard and are incredible at what they do because I have the most amazing partners in my life that lift me over their head and just skyrocket me around. But I think it's a lot harder for female dancers because there's so many of us. Mm -hmm. There's so many of us that just want that same thing. Absolutely. Same role, the same position. Mm-hmm. So, and there's fewer men. So I feel like men get it, it slightly easier. I'm not saying it's like, oh. I'm not discrediting men of no. ballet no. at well, all. Of course. But we're not discrediting. Okay. But no. I mean, that's like we have it harder in normal life anyway. So put us in ballet. It's even. Yeah, let's put it. <laughs> like our yeah, lives are just made double hard. Like every, we, all know, we all know that. Like, we don't even need to, like, <laughs> go into it that much. But, like, it's the girls frustrating because it, the girl, yeah, the girls who get it, get it. And as, I don't know, you're just always put into, there's always a box you need to be in. There's always a, you always need to be something. Always, if you're too much, if you're not enough, it's never right. Um... Like we just don't get you're away. No, you're with never going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think also something that's messed up in the ballet world too is in ballet school, especially just at any ballet school. I think every dancer has been through this, where you're just like name called or called out in the middle of class, being like, "Okay, do the combo," when you like really don't know it. Yeah. And then you start doing the combo. And then you don't know it and you're like, okay. And then they start like screaming at you and belittling you and putting Mm -hmm. you down. And I'm like, for what? Like, these are children. Like, you don't need to be putting someone down like that. Now as a teacher and when I teach my kids and they have a blister or something and they're like, can I please put on my flat shoes? I'm like, try taping it up first and see how you feel but if you're really like unwell you can't put on your flat shoes like I'm not gonna scream at you you know I think that's good about our generation as we're all transitioning into being like instructors and stuff like that we don't do that as much and that's Mm -hmm. what I've noticed even on the online community I think there's some dancers who are teaching now and they promote that so that's mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. because yelling at someone should never be a thing mm-hmm. you know so yeah. I completely agree with you I always find it so frustrating when like what is meant to be a correction what is meant to be you know advice given to you to aid your dancing to improve your dancing then mm-hmm. become like becomes a personal like 
I always noticed and picked up on this, like in my training, be like, you get a correction and then be followed by like a couple sentences of like what was literally a personal attack. It's like, oh, like you need to do this. Oh. But like it's because you're this or like because you did this yesterday or because like I saw on your Instagram that you were out with this person. It's like, sorry, my life. Sorry is not is not included in the classroom like I come in here I leave the bag at the door why don't you leave your bag like exactly you don't need to bring in like Like it doesn't need to come things that it doesn't need to be unnecessary like it's so unnecessary it's wasted energy just tell me what I need Mm -hmm. to fix and I will try my very best exactly I do love corrections. I love being corrected. Oh, same. I eat that also, up. I eat it up. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a mind game, especially when I was in ballet school, was you knew the teacher liked you by if you got corrections or not. Oh, 100%. And that is messed up. Yeah. So I'm just, like, I eat a correction up. I'm, like doing Dracula right now and it's like one of my good friends who's the director I was like please give me corrections mm-hmm. like let me know when I'm doing wrong but that's yeah no like, that is literally me like, like my good friend so she's like um you're doing great and I was like really are you being serious like are you for real are you for real right now yeah I find it so yeah like I want I don't want someone to tell me that I'm doing it like that I'm awful at it, but I want someone to like give me corrections. Like I Something really, I thrive off it. that. Like I, I thrive off of it as well. It's like, I love to fix things. I love to like, I'm like, okay, how can I make this better? Um, And like, as you get older, you know, like you have to become more in- independent in the way like you dance and you teach and you self reflect as a dancer um and you know I always hear you know we're always talking about this as like that transition from like professional student to professional and you don't Mm -hmm. often have that same like mentorship relationship with a teacher sometimes you do I feel like I'm quite lucky I do feel like I do have that with like some of the teachers I do open class with that's amazing Um, but it's hard because like not everyone does have that and a lot of people in companies will go and be dancing but they'll have you know the ballet master will ignore them and therefore they don't really get a lot of any feedback and right. I think it's hard when you so don't get feedback it's sad. It's, yeah I've got, oh, so gosh. important to get better as a dancer and even yeah. as a person mm-hmm. um because I like love writing down my corrections and seeing what I can get better at because there's no perfection in ballet I think there's this site you want to be this perfect dancer, but there's no, there's no perfect. Exactly. There isn't. And like, we can try, we can strive to it, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Like, we and can I think do our best. Growing up, I was not a prodigy. I was not a prodigy at all. I had flat feet and, um, I was not flexible naturally and I worked for that and being not a prodigy is like you have to really work for what you got and I was dancing in 
a prodigy ballet school I all these imagine. little beautiful dancers and I'm like oh my god I can compare to them I'm like love it <laughs> love it love it it's hard it's it's just it's difficult um but I think that's good because you can learn a lot when I say being at the bottom of the class but I think sometimes it's good to like be like at the bottom or like near the bottom no it's good I feel but like it's, ha- like it's if hard I don't have but it's can be beneficial is what I'm trying to especially if you have the passion inside you that wants it so bad and you see these dancers around you um you want to be better you take on their traits you're like oh wait they're like doing their arm like this Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try their technique Mm -hmm. not their technically Mm -hmm. but the way they might do something yeah I know exactly what you mean the way they flow or something Mm -hmm. like oh that quality is very nice Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to add that into my dancing yeah so it's very beneficial to push yourself and I love when there's amazing dancers in open class and that dancers around me like my peers and stuff that are better than me in some aspect I'm like wait I should I should try that Mm. maybe I can do this better you know that's what I love about ballet as well is there's always something to work on and I think that's a beautiful thing 100% 100% agree love working through to something else yeah yeah I think I just I just love working for things like I just love working but I feel like just we love being working girls I love being a working girl I love I just love a challenge like I just I love yeah I feel that I, I need simulation and that really simulates me so mm-hmm. it, yeah it, it's good but it's Beautiful. challenging um I want to talk about we talked about this before we started recording but you we were talking about burnout and I feel like this is a subject that like I've touched on it a little bit not super recently but I think it's very valid especially going into autumn winter where you know people are tired the days are shorter the days it's getting dark it's getting We're dark way too so soon. So busy. It's like I'm waking yes. up and it's dark outside and I'm thinking I'm not ready for this. Um, but we were talking about burnout and I kind of want to chat about it. So yeah, that's a lot of feeling. Let's we'll elaborate back into we'll dive back into the whole like transition from mm-hmm. being in a company to freelance. But yeah, so recently I've been experiencing a lot of burnout. Mm-hmm. dancing a lot um and it's really hard to get out of that when you're constantly going 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 you're like how do I stop and you can't catch a break until you get the flu and you're like okay now I really need to stop or you get an injury mm-hmm. and so I think like I haven't had a rest day up to like last week in like months I was like I really need a day off and so I took a day off and I'm like wow I'm a new person so if you're experiencing burnout definitely just take a day off it doesn't matter what people say Mm -hmm. take that day off 
you do need that but it's hard as a freelancer like going into this like right you don't know so like hard. when you're in a company environment and you kind of you know you're living you have a schedule and for a lot of dancers I mean I, I'm not I'm also not trying to assume but at the beginning at least a lot of you know you're you will probably only have one source of income which is the fact that you mm-hmm. dance for a ballet company and therefore all your energy is going into that ballet company which is mm-hmm. obviously a lot of energy but you also have a schedule where if you're lucky you might have two days off a week right. maybe one but like you will have set days that you know I'm not I'm going to be working in class yeah. or I know, I know I don't have a show and I know that I can like essentially live by my own terms um but when you are freelance it's a lot more difficult because you're I feel like I don't know if you feel the same way but I would it feels like there's like 10 different clocks going on Mm -hmm. all on different time zones or different things they're not really different time zones everyone I work is in London um but it feels like everyone for me right now except me (laughs) that's okay um but every different time like every different job requires like different times like I finish I'll finish work at seven and it's like okay but I gotta go home and do this I gotta go edit these I gotta go send this to so or I gotta go teach and so like when you think like someone might look and be like, oh, but you finished work at five. It's like, mm, didn't finish work Actually, at five. no. Actually, no. I Actually, have like a hundred other things to do. That's the problem. Like, that's I think we're hard. experiencing the syndrome of being an epic cool girl boss. I think that's <laughs> what we're experiencing right now is because we work so hard for what we got and <laughs> it sometimes just doesn't flow. No. But um I think as being a freelancer things can be so consistent Mm -hmm. and you have this show going on and then you have Nutcracker and another show and another show Mm -hmm. you know you're doing it you're really doing it and then Mm -hmm. there's some points of the year when you're like okay I have no shows coming up nothing's going for me really and those times are really like okay, well, I need a source of income. So you teach, you do social media, you, whatever you do, you know, you have to have that Mm -hmm. energy. So as freelance, it's very inconsistent. So when these, all these shows come up and you're working those same jobs on top of dancing, is mentally and physically so exhausting. It's hard. So exhausting. <laughs> it is. But it's nice to know that when I feel that way, I'm not the only one. Um, no, you're not alone if you're feeling like burnt out, even if you're in a ballet company. Oh, absolutely. And it's mid-season. It's a lot. Ballet is just oh, it's a lot. very... Okay. It's a lot on the mental health, on the physical health, on the emotional health. Like, it's a lot. But it's a lot and a lot of, you know, and like I'm seeing this in the UK, like some of my friends in different companies, 
you know, they're telling me they've just finished like a run of one show. They have like three days off before the next show starts, mm-hmm. like the next rep starts. And then they've got a week and then it's into like 50 shows in Nutcracker. And I'm like, ah. I was like, the math ain't mathing. Um, where's the rest? Like, and that, like, that is, it is hard. Um, I think so either hard. way, the industry is just difficult to navigate it's like you can't like I don't know like it's just it's difficult and I don't have all the answers um I don't either and just know that you're not (laughs) alone no one's alone we're all feeling that same way especially as freelancers you have to be on all the time too you have to be constantly sending out your stuff oh this gig is popping up you have to email them right away. You mm-hmm. can't wait. You can't be like, okay. And then you miss that opportunity and then you don't do it. And then you don't get work and you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. So I think moving into the whole like freelancing and why I chose freelancing. And I definitely would go back to a normal ballet company because mm-hmm. I do love a routine. I love just consistency in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think freelancing does not give that, but it also gives you the opportunity to not be in that certain environment and not be controlled in mm-hmm. a sense. Yeah. Um, so I feel like freelance right now for me is very freeing and I really love it from transitioning from being in that company to being my own boss technically. Mm-hmm. And working for some amazing choreographers and traveling to different cities and doing Nutcracker for, so I love it. Yeah. And you're freelancing as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I don't know if anyone, like, I guess, did you go into freelancing by choice? Like, were you, did you decide you needed to leave your contract? So... This seems really bad on my part, but it was the day before the season started and I was really unhappy. I was doing some freelance work over the summer. I did like two projects over the summer, which were amazing and made good money. It was, it was fun. Got to dance with all my friends. And I feel like for summer in LA, it's very different in every city, how it works but a lot of the dancers from American Contemporary Ballet and LA Ballet do some of the freelance work during the summer too on their layoff season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really great and got to work for some good people. And then I decided to leave that company because I just didn't feel respected and I didn't, I just, I, it just was a gut feeling that yeah. I was like, I, I shouldn't be putting up with this disrespect. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So I decided to freelance. There was a bunch of like just opportunities mm-hmm. that were just sprung in front of me. Like I did Dracula right away. I was rehearsing for that, which I'm doing it again this year, which is amazing. And then I went to Boulder Ballet. And did their nutcracker. So I've only been freelancing for about a year and one month, to be exact. Lovely. But yeah, so 
I popped into those performances right away. And then once January hit, I came back to LA, got a new apartment, was settled in, ready to Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. I was ready to be on. And then nothing really happened. I don't know how it is in Mm -hmm. London, but there was not much happening January, February. In March, Mm -hmm. it started to pick up more. There's a lot of music videos that they want like dancers in and stuff. So I have to do a lot of music videos. And now that the fall winter season, I think that's the best time because you can get so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how how is it freelancing in London? I say it's kind of similar. Um there's such a wide variety of dance of freelance dancers, especially at the mm-hmm. moment all who are super talented in their own way but there's a lot of people there are a lot of people um and some people which is great it's lovely um feel so much less alone in it all um some people have been like freelance for like years there's obviously Mm -hmm. that post-covid I think that has kind of meant a lot of dancers who and also have had like Brexit so there's I mean, for me, it's kind of come from I needed to, like, move to a big city. I need to put myself out there. I need to, like, be around people who were doing the same thing as me, um, which was, like, my main reason for, like, moving to London and also just, like, putting myself Where in the Where did you live end. before? I lived in a city called Leicester in, like, the Midlands. Cute. It's kind of cute. It's where your gorgeous, your gorgeous accent is from. It's my, a mix of that my little Australian. European babe. <laughs> Is it Australian? I'm half Australian as well. Oh my god! <laughs> and there's some like British weirdness in there as well. Um, the way I thought you had a British accent is sending That's me. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. Is <laughs> that's kind of iconic though? I can pretend. Did you watch H two O? Of course, I watched Just Add Water. Just H2O. Add Water. H2O, yeah. Just Add Water. Of course, of course. I just rewatched that, but we're getting sidetracked because <laughs> we're just girls. <laughs> girls. I can't help it. Um, can't help being a girl. No, absolutely. I'm just a girl. What can you do? So, um, freelancing, so like, you moved to London. Like, for me, I'm in a like I definitely have to like supplement with like other work that's not dancing um mm-hmm. but I know some people can or do have either the connections or the experience the knowledge they know people where they can just essentially like live off doing freelance like dance jobs mm-hmm. which is great um for me like I really still want to be in a cup like I'm my goal is to be in a company and I feel like that's mm-hmm. what I spend most of my life doing is emailing companies to just like hello like do you, you want to see me <laughs> you see maybe me I need to do it like that <laughs> do you want to see me for free with the little shoulder little shoulder little wink and it's hard it because hard. companies like to take advantage of dancers and be like hey you can come live in this city that costs 
like $3,000 a month of rent and Mm -hmm. dance for us for free. How does that sound? Sounds great. And a lot of dancers will jump at that opportunity, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think that's where we need to stop. We need to, we need to have a dancer union be like, we can't put up with not being paid. There's so much work that goes into just Mm -hmm. dancing and just existing as a dancer. There's so much work that you have to do Mm -hmm. to keep your body in check, to keep your, keep everything in check, you know? Absolutely. So we're we're girl bossing we're gonna change the industry we're gonna change the dance industry one step at a time one step at a time one Um, step at a time we have to try um I think that happens less over here but not not saying that like exploitation definitely does exist but they kind of brand them as pre-professional programs Mm -hmm. but there are trainee or an apprentice see there are apprentice so some companies have like in the UK, have apprentice dancers. I think they mm-hmm. are paid though, but I don't know. But like, it depends like on what company. Wage, I'm sure. Yeah, but depends like, on what company that you're in. Mm-hmm. But it's awful. Like, it's like, why is this a thing? Like, why is this a thing? Like she, this should not be happening. It should not be happening. Like, there should be no. You can't live in a city and not be paid. And I think that's what's interesting. Like where I work now, like in my non-dancing job um like I just every time like I just compare like the way that I'm treated and like how good like I would consider like the level of communication and just like just general things that like I just I haven't like I just think I'm like oh my god this is just like so lovely but it's also the bare minimum right I'm like oh wow only 50 dollars I'll take it sugar full sugar plum <laughs> getting I don't get paid that little but you know like mm-hmm. that's what us as like female dancers especially we're like okay I'll take it I'll take anything. it anything I'll dance for free like I love this so much like, you know I keep joking about that and then people say no don't joke about that because some they literally will not pay you and I said oh okay I'm just joking Ooh. it was just a joke Ooh. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Please pay me and respect me and treat me like a human yeah. being. Treat me like a human being That'd and be communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's weird. It's a definitely like an interesting field to navigate. I think everyone does it differently. Everyone finds their groove. Um, and it just depends on also like what people like like some people are very happy with like being super flexible and having like maybe some people more comfortable not knowing what's happening like in next month I get freaked out if I don't like know what's going on I feel like it's just our tour it just depends like I need we need a schedule I need I love a schedule I'm in my google calendar um everything's in um everything's in and in place absolutely and that makes me feel calm super yeah (laughs) I have a lot of gigs lined up which is just so exciting like I'm doing Dracula next weekend been rehearsing for that for like a month and a half now um and then I have 
back-to-back Nutcracker Sugar Plum gigs, Mm. which is so exciting and such hard work, too, to Mm -hmm. put in, but I'm super excited. That is exciting. That's so exciting. I think social media is such a beautiful place because I've met some of the most amazing people and like friends through social media and especially TikTok I think is the main place that I think TikTok has a really you can really connect yeah and I'm so lucky that I have a mostly female audience on Mm -hmm. my TikTok um which is incredible I think it's like 93% women Mm. and like 7% men and that 7% is probably just my boyfriend so um (laughs) it's great um so I love that Mm -hmm. I love that I met you you. lovely was it through tiktok or I think it was through tiktok yeah I I was like who's this cutie who's this London cutie it's real me <laughs> but it is like I love like I do love TikTok for that and like I, I feel like some people hate they're like oh like I don't want to get TikTok because I'm going to get addicted I was like but you're on the wrong side of TikTok then like you haven't found your you're people wrong. yeah I think there's so many people who are it's like your for you page mm-hmm. like these people just come and then you're like friends and you're like oh wow this is like my bestie like I'm like I, I know her. these people like I know you like they get me they get they know I feel them they feel me exactly. so Completely I love agree. social media for that point but it can be very exhausting as well and yeah. um overstimulating as too yeah that's absolutely that's true I feel like this is a good place to plug your socials before that's we wrap up the saying. episode so we can talk all day long we should we, like do we just go FaceTime. let's face we should facetime Romy. i would I love you we should facetime i would be so down for that plug your socials for the listeners who have tuned in today and want to follow you on instagram tiktok or wherever you are else on the internet you can follow me on tiktok and instagram it's my same at it's amanda and then dot renee r-e-n-e that's my middle name so that's what i go by normally but um yeah i'll link it below thank you no worries thank you so much amanda for coming on today really appreciated your time your energy had a great time and i hope everyone listening you had you enjoyed it too so much for having me and thank you guys for listening to the hardcore podcast Romy's amazing and a beautiful host and a beautiful person and beautiful dancer and she is changing the ballet industry one step at a time we both are and we just want to make the Sorry. ballet world a better place mm-hmm. um I also have a podcast too ballet yeah. diaries podcast for little podcast sisters so, I will link it below thank you guys for listening and thank you yeah. Romy as well no worries thank you so much to everyone that tuned in to this week's episode you can hear me same time next week bye